We welcome in Jim Duquette, Sirius XM, MLB Radio, SNY, uh, Mets postgame, pregame shows, BNNYs, all over that, and of course, former Mets GM himself. Jim, uh, I, I, look, I mean, I know we've beaten this with the dead horse, the Mets trade, and DeGrom, and Syndergaard. Sounds like they're not going to look to trade those top two, but how about trading Mets and Wheeler? Let's start with the value for either of those guys. You think there's decent value in return if they were to move Mets or Wheeler? Yeah, I think so. That both both of them, the 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 I think it's been restored to some degree. The problem that we we know with both of those guys is be, that you know they haven't had a full season of of starting pitching in quite some time. And I think Wheeler, you know, that Wheeler is the guy that that I would want to move first. Uh, I think he's a little closer to free agency, uh, and and certainly. You know, Matt's being left-handed has value when you kind of look at a balance of your rotation. And, and again, if Matt's is going, we we don't know what these but what these guys are going to be long-term. So that's that's partly, you know, part of the risk of trading him. You have to kind of get to the understanding if you decide to trade one of them, it could come back and invite you because you're not going to get full value the way they pitch now. Uh, you know, if, if they had done it over a full season, you can get a lot more value for him than the fact that they've done it just in small a small sample size. Would you, from a Mets perspective, would you look to trade both of those guys or just one of them? I'd consider just moving one. Uh, and when Wheeler would be my guy that, that I would move uh, at this point. Um, you know, I think, by the way, that as the month goes on, you get closer to the trade deadline. If they continue to pitch well, that answer might change. I think, I'm just suggesting as of today – I think I would trade Wheeler more because I think I think that um, you know in the end Wheeler, there's a little bit of inconsistency in Wheeler's delivery that would bother me or concern me a little bit if you're if you're trying to trade him as a as a trade high candidate right and right now for Matt I don't think we've seen his true potential yet um, I would at the in the end try to trade them both uh, personally. Uh, but that's you know that I, I don't think with Matt's the value that you would um, when trying to trade him wouldn't be until after the tr- uh, the trade deadline maybe towards the winter. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm a, I'm in agreement with you on Wheeler. Now I would have traded him years ago. I thought they should have right. moved him for Justin Upton back when that was a thing many years ago. Obviously, since then Wheeler has had no value, hasn't been able to pitch, uh, stay right. healthy, uh, or perform when healthy. So he's finally built that bag up. They better trade him now and take advantage of what type of market. I don't know, though, Jim, trading both makes sense. Although I guess you could, you know, make the argument, look, if you're going to keep DeGrom and Syndergaard, you could fill out three, four, and five a little bit and get something back. But my question to you is, and you and I have watched Wheeler and Mats here up close and personal with the Mets, what is their value around the league? Would it even be worth trading really either of those guys? Right. That, that's, that's the problem that you run into. Uh, you know, I, I keep, I, I read the, the headlines after every start in New York and, you know, it, it you know, in the, the surface, you know, sure, it, you know, the start that he, that each guy comes up and, and pitches, you know, they're, on, they're, they're, you know, they've pitched well, their value has risen, but the concerns that, we, like, other, I'd like to use this, uh, you know, for a dose of reality, other teams have scouts too. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, they, they're watching what we have been watching for the last couple of years. They know that the, that these guys have had the health issues. They, you know, and and so that that becomes a a red flag. The greatest indicator of future injury is past his, past injury health in or and or health. So the fact that they've had prior injuries it means they're more prone to being injured in the future. So that cuts their value down 
quite a bit when it comes to you know another another team, and so that's I think that in the end is going to be what the Mets are going to run up against when it comes to trading either one of them. Yeah, and you know to your point, uh, they have scouts. We've watched them. They've seen them. If you're a team that is trying to make a push for a playoff spot or use a starter in the playoffs. Uh, why in the world would Wheeler or Mets be one of those guys? I mean, you you need a guy you can rely on. You can't count on those guys. They could fall off at any moment, their next start, before their next start. So that would be a big concern if I'm a team trying to make a playoff spot. Maybe another team just wants a, a young star. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the Angels are fit. They could just use a starter, period. Right. But I, I I don't know where that fit would be. It can't be a team that's trying, trying to make a final push to rely on a guy like Zach Wheeler or Steven Matz. Right. I think I think what you'd, what you'd be looking at is someone who needs a fifth starter in their hope is that uh you know an, another starter so let's take seattle seattle needs a, mm. uh you know a, a, an extra starter uh and and you know they need starting depth and the, their hope is uh that you know whoever they acquire a it's either a guy that's making money that's had a down season so someone's trying to clear it or in the mets case it's wheel you know a guy like wheeler who all right, I can we can take some inconsistency along the way with the hope that we're going to get the upside uh you know let's say at the end of the year or even next year cuz he's under control for a couple years what you're willing to give up is limited you know and that's the issue I think I think the same thing with Matt Matt's like Matt's would be a great fit in San Diego they're trying to go young they're trying to acquire uh, controllable young pitchers. They did it, you know, in the deal with Brian Mitchell. That didn't work out well. They could try it again. You might be able to get some prospects back, but again, it, it's it just comes back to the value within the industry, and that's where the issue is going to be. We're talking with Jim Duquette, former Mets GM, SNY uh, analyst, all over the place over there. Sirius XM, MLB Radio. Um, how about Wilmer Flores or even the other guys, Jim? I mean, look, we've watched Flores. I can't imagine him having much value. I guess he could be a decent right-handed bat off a bench, maybe in the American League, but I, I can't even imagine that. But Flores, Cabrera, Familia. I mean, what are the Mets looking at getting in return? I mean, Jose Bautista, does he have any? I can't imagine him having any trade value. Are they going to get anything back for any of this group of guys? You know, it's funny because Flores, the value is, is uh, I think in some way out of uh, out of him as well. A couple of years ago, when they were going to trade him at the deadline, uh, they, luckily they didn't do it. But uh, just because you know Cespedes worked out at the time, but that's when teams were looking at Flores and they were like, okay, well they, they the Mets view him as a uh, utility type of guy. We think he could be an everyday guy. That's where you are going to get the value for Flores. Now that he's been around for a little bit, kind of. The longer you hold on to him, right. as you see, the value comes out of him because you know he, he shows his limitations on the defensive side. I, I think that I know that the the guy that that I keep you know waiting and and you know the value took a hit a little bit because of the injury and a little bit of inconsistency at times was familiar. I still think that when he is used properly, when he has the proper rest and not being thrown, you know. Uh, uh, an inning and a third, and then the next day being thrown, you know, again twenty something pitches, which is you know clear for me overuse for for him who's coming off a of, you know TOS and and some of the inconsistencies that we've seen. I think he's going to be their best trade chip, and it's a little bit it's a little bit uh, of of uh, you know you got to have to see him pitch a couple of outings in a row, but you know like uh, Zach Britton down in Baltimore who's kind of going through something similar except he has an Achilles injury. Uh, there are plenty of teams out there that are going to need back-end relief pitchers, and we've seen the history of it where you know, they're willing to give up something fairly good, fairly significant. Now you're going to have to wait a little bit. You're going to have to wait to the you – know, it's kind of like rolling the dice a little bit 
a little bit of a gamble. If he pitches well, then the value is going to go up. If he doesn't, you risk uh, what happened to me when Armando Benitez, which was, you know, we lost all value there. Uh, and I'd like to bring up Benitez because I know that just uh, haunts you. Yeah, I'm Armando <laughs> Benitez. There was a period where I liked him, and that quickly went away. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. talking talk with Jim Duque. Yeah, don't bring up any of the other names either, Jim. Uh, Braden Looper and all those guys. We, we can go into some of those. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we can. Um, before we move on, I want to go quickly around the league with you with a couple yeah. of interesting names. Former Mets GM, of course. You've been in this spot before, well-connected around the league. If you were running the Mets right now, do you have – give me the three moves that you would make to try to fix this team moving – whether it's in the offseason, not just at the deadline. Give me three moves you would make to try to re, you know, well, rebuild or just fix the yeah. Mets, period, next year. Well, listen, I think, I think that part of it the – first, the first thing is uh, that I would, I would do, you know, again, move whoever of that group that we've just talked about where you can get the most value. I'd take two of those guys and move them. Okay. You know, and for me, Familia, like I said, I think it's going to have the most. I, I would test the waters on, on Wheeler because I think it's likely. I would hold Matt's because I don't think you're going to have the value there. So, so that would be, that'd be my first move. I've got to clear up the GM uh, you know, position or spot, you know, so, so that, you know, I think that would be interesting. But I think, I think from that side, trade, you know, trading or signing uh, guys for me, I, you know, it's, it's that part of it's going to be a little tricky because I think they ha- there are some quality guys out there in a free agent market. And I think I, I, re- I kind of look at this as when I was in the GM spot in 04, the – the as the year went on, it was clear that okay, we we were a little more athletic than the team is now, but we needed to spend more money. The the idea was we were trying to 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 pair payroll. This team's going to have to go out on the free agent market and fill a couple of their needs with impactful type of guys like you know a scooter, Jeanette at second base, somebody like that who's not great defensively, but is going to you know bring some offensive value to you. Like those type of moves, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to spend in two or three more spots and see if they can cover up some of their areas of weakness until their development system, you know, develops a couple of more of these chips. That's the difficulty that they're in right now. Yeah, I mean, there's so many moves to be made. We're talking with Jim Duquette, Sirius XM, MLB Radio, SNY, former Mets GM, of course. All right, a couple of guys that I would love them to get. I know it's not realistic. Real Muto, Manny Machado. Where do you see those? You, I'm assuming you see both those guys get moved. Where do you think that they go? You know, right now the interesting thing on Riamuto I'm hearing is it's likely he's going to stay. Now there's been wow. a lot of interest, but there's been a high level. They're, they're looking for a lot in return. Miami is, and uh, there's just not a ton of teams out there looking for catching at this moment. You know, the main one was the Nationals, but they the National uh, Marlins are looking for their top. You know, they were looking for either Juan Soto or Victor Robles, and neither one the Nationals are going to trade. So, so it looks like he's going to stay. Machado is likely to go. You know, for me. There are it's it's four or five teams. I, I'm still looking at the teams that are most aggressive. It seems like Arizona and Philadelphia are the two most aggressive right now. So I'm going to predict he's going to end up with one of those two spots. And I think it's going to be a, a prospect. It's going to be a you know it, it's not going to be a top twenty in the game type of prospect. I think it's going to be closer to a a top fifty. And uh, and then and then you know another kind of lower level guy in their system. Maybe maybe a let's say if it was the Diamondbacks. 
you know, it might be the in the top twenty. So it'd be two guys, but just because the rentals aren't getting what uh, what we used to we're used to seeing. Yeah, interesting. And for the Orioles, that stinks because you're not getting max value for that type right. of player. But you have no choice, really. Right. Uh, I hate to even bring up this name, Jim. How about Harvey? It, I, I would assume he'd be dealt at some point. You think he really does have some value? I mean, the Nats want to take a chance on Matt Harvey. I, I can't. No uh, way. Like Wheeler, and, yeah, exactly. Like Wheeler and Matt's. Who would want to take a chance on Harvey being a piece to push to the playoffs? The, the, see, it, I mean, it, it's it's a it's a good story to write but it's not it's not it's not realistic it really is not i mean listen harvey has harvey's value is going to be resurrected uh at the end of the year if he continues to pitch the way he is as a trade chip you know the reds might trade him for a prospect again it, it would fall under the you know okay seattle would try to take a chance on him because they've seen some progress there would be something along those lines he, he he should not be in a, a significant pennant race, and he's certainly not going to be traded back to New York like some people have suggested with the Yankees. That's just not that's not even real. I mean, that was a part of the problem was him being in New York. So, so you know, I don't think Harvey's going to end up being traded um, personally, and if it does, it's not going to be for much. You mentioned the Yankees. Um, I mean, is it just a few names that we've heard? Hamels or Hap? I mean, Fulmer's even been in there. Where do you think the Yanks go for a starter? Well, you know, the, the, to me, I think either of those lefties for now are in the mix. Um, you know, I, I do think that Fulmer, they'll make a run at it. I can't get the sense, I don't get the sense that Fulmer, again, because he's been a little inconsistent this year, that, you know, you're trading him at, high, at, at peak value for him. So I think Detroit is going to hold him. At least that's what it seems today. So Hamels, Hamels for sure in half. I like Hamels a little bit better. Uh, just Hamels has added a, another another pitch a fourth pitch that slider has become really effective for him and so you know you look at you know the way the Yankees kind of you know with their starting pitchers they they call and they throw a lot of breaking stuff off-speed stuff he his off-speed stuff is really good his curveball batting average against them his curveball is in the low twos I think it might be under 200 right now like like he's a perfect fit not not that Hap isn't but he pitches a little differently he's he's a he's more of a fastball type guy and I'd be worried uh, with a short porch in right field, that, that that wouldn't be as good of a fit. And postseason proven, too, Hamels. I know it's been years yep. ago, yep. but at That's least true. he's got that pedigree. That's true. Jim, thanks so much for the time, man. I appreciate oh, it. Got it man. All right, we'll see, see you over at SNY. Jim Duque. Yep.